What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Galactic Tribe Podcast with Ace the Outsider and Lelouch V. If you want to see a video version of this episode, go to our YouTube and look up the Galactic Tribe Podcast or Wakanda Alliance. If you want to know more about the Galactic Tribe as an organization, visit our website at www.thegalactictribe.org. We'll see you soon. Keep it future forward. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, happy holidays, and Habari Ghani to all those celebrating Kwanzaa uh, this year. Uh, reporting by myself right now, recording, sorry. Well, I've been doing a bit of recording and reporting today um, as I haven't been able to get in touch with the Lush V. He should be in good hands. I, talk, I spoke to him briefly yesterday, but uh, we are currently facing, facing a natural disaster here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, 34,000 homes have been without power. Uh, since Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, uh, the storm, not so many things out, uh, power, some people are without heat, um, people had to abandon their cars because the snow got so bad, trying to make last minute stops or just plain underestimating how intense and serious the storm was. Uh, and, you know, this episode is definitely going to speak on uh, emergency plans and how, you know, if a city fails, you know, the black neighborhoods are going to suffer uh, considerably more than their suburban counterparts or areas where, um, you know, uh, their demographic haven't been affected by the same types of barriers we face because we are black. So um, a lot of the Buffalo's east side, you know, is historically black. And a lot of the homes, most of the homes, too many of the homes are without the proper infrastructure to be protected against these types of storms. Uh, so the the wind was blowing 40 to 70 degrees all throughout the weekend, like just did not stop. Like the wind kept blowing, like it only just slowed down maybe yesterday uh, afternoon or so. And it happens to be snowing again today being Monday, uh, the 26th. So um even my parents had to leave their home. They have a nice cozy home, but the power got knocked out. Um, and they had to leave our leave one of our dogs behind. I think he's he's all right at the moment, but you know, he's he's been about maybe a day and a half without water. So uh and but we can't check on him because even the house they went to uh doesn't have the the streets plowed. So they're not able to uh reach, get back to home. Uh, I did hear that the street did get plowed, but again, the street that, I'm sorry, the street that their home is on got plowed. The street that they're visiting did not get plowed. So what happens, you know, a lot of the main streets will get plowed, but the side streets can't get plowed. Not only just because uh, of the, the, just the staff being stretched so thin, but because of people who had abandoned their cars, abandoned them in odd places, that makes it very hard for um plows and other vehicles to get by so whether it's a large vehicle plow or a personal vehicle plow um it's it's hard either way because of the abandoned cars uh, furthermore uh there was a travel ban so people were not allowed to be out driving not allowed to be out walking for the most part um but you know people did what they have to do but those who may have gotten pulled over or couldn't proceed because the snow was so bad, had to remain within their cars. 
uh, charging their batteries or, you know, using it for warmth. Uh, some people just plain left their cars and, and tried to march home. Um, as far as the death tolls, there's been a lot of cases and a lot being about 30. And that's the ones that they found. Either finding people uh, buried under the snow who succumbed to frostbite or exhaustion. Um, ages ranging from 22 to 93. People both inside of homes and outside of homes. Some people uh, passed because of carbon monoxide poisoning because their exhaust was, was blocked and they didn't know it. Uh, perhaps they were either too old to go and check or just didn't know their exhaust was, was blocked for the furnace. Uh, people who were washing clothes, if that the same exhaust gets blocked, then you know carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, some people who have medical conditions who needed emergency response, they couldn't get emergency help because the people who come for emergency help were also delayed or just couldn't reach the house in time. Um, in addition, people's fires, there's fires going off because of the improper utilization of heating tools and other tools. So firemen have a hard time getting to people. So it's really just been a mess. Um, and this this is all from like Saturday and Sunday, these were being reported. I uh, just checked the news, but uh, yeah, in addition, oops, sorry, something's playing right now. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's an ad from some other thing I was on. Um, excuse me. Um, so around, let's say, Saturday mid-afternoon, people started looting and uh, a lot of the looting was done on Buffalo's east side, most of it to places like Family Dollar, um, Dollar General, 7-Elevens, which there aren't really that many 7-Elevens on the east side and, and the west side. Don't get me wrong. There's other places where this is happening, too. Um, people are taking advantage, but that's what happens when people have to go without. And I will speak more on the buff on the city's emergency plan. But uh but yeah, so people are looting and people have all different types of feelings towards it. I know a lot of people who haven't <laughs> had to go without, you know, think that looters are just, oh, they're all just trying to steal TVs and oh, they're gonna mess up the economy or whatever, you know, ideas they have. But um it, this all comes from need, it all extends from poverty. And yes, it's greed, but at the same time, if there's people who need diapers and 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 baby formula and medical supplies. And if no one else can get them to them, then someone else is going to, either they themselves are gonna go take what they have to for their own or someone else's a loved one's survival or someone's gonna steal it and then boost it to the streets however they do, you know? So, um, so trying to turn all these things into a, uh, a conversation on Afrofuturism and how uh, our existence could look in the future, either if we fix these things or if we don't fix these things. Black people are uh, disproportionately affected by climate change, whether it is overheating or you know situations like this where the snow blows so hard that it gets between the window cracks and gets between the door cracks of this home that your great grandmother bought in 1940, you're still living in it, it's falling apart. You haven't had the proper uh, resources to restore it. 
um, maybe some family members have been affected by uh, you know, poverty, uh, health conditions, um, drug abuse, violence, theft, all these different things that, that seem to uh, go up for our communities, um, leaving generations not being able to take care of our, of our home properly. And now that home is blowing down. There are trees that weren't trimmed properly, uh, that fell onto the house or onto the cars or onto, you know, whatever. Um, overgrown grass, breaking through the, the foundations of the house. So, you know, those are the types of things that, that are on my mind when I speak about climate justice and how our people are being affected. Uh, on the flip side, when you have extreme heat, you don't have uh, grass growing properly. You don't have trees growing properly. Um, empty lots kind of just soaking up the heat and lack of trees also warming up the, the, the general temperature in an urban area. I think a hair plow, but I don't know which way it's, it's going. I don't know who it's serving, but I know it's not going to be enough right now. Um, so overheating leading to exhaustion, accelerating health conditions like asthma. Um, a lot of people, Black people are anemic, have anemic traits. And, you know, either they get too cold in the wintertime or they're affected strangely in the summer. And, you know, just overall, the temperature going up just leading to so many different problems. Uh, also, not just trees giving off the oxygen, but normal plants giving off the oxygen. So, uh, also, just because the list, list, list keeps going on. Uh, proper foliage or vegetables, fruits, plants crops that could you know sustain people uh, wow that is the actual plow going past my house i don't know how they made it past that car that was abandoned but they did um i'm kind of curious to see exactly what they're doing but i'll check it out soon enough um but yes so with the galactic tribe you know i spoke to a couple of the members earlier today and we suggested having conversations about survival and um you know emergency responses the city you know the mayor makes a statement um it reaches a certain number of the population but a lot of people are getting their news from social media and i didn't see anything and i don't use i mean i use social media a moderate amount but i still didn't see anything regarding how serious the storm was. Uh, usually it comes from a parent or a relative who's watching the news and they're saying, hey, I saw on the TV that Mayor Brown said to stay out the streets, do not go outside, do not treat this storm like it's a regular, you know, a regular storm, right? In Buffalo, we're used to the snow and everything. We're real tough about it. You know, we try to shrug off five inches of, of snow like it ain't nothing, but uh, this was an actual storm. And just to go over the history of Buffalo storms, there was one in 1977 that uh, almost any Buffalonian over the age of, let's say, 40 will reference um, because of how insane it was. And they've got pictures of them standing on top of snow, being over their cars and light poles and, you know, all these all these different things. Uh, 
that happened. I don't even know the date of when that blizzard was. Uh, another storm was the October surprise, which I was alive for. That happened in 2000 and I want to say 2007, 2008. And that happened in October. We were hit with a blizzard, uh, extreme winds, knocking down trees, power going out. I remember being, I was living in a suburban area at the time and our power still went out. Uh, and we actually had to go to the east side to, you know, stay with my grandmother to, you know, have power and everything. So um, that was kind of nuts. Um, but I think we recovered from that one relatively well because there weren't any following storms after that. But uh, I don't think, I think this one is probably more intense than that one, uh, simply because the cleanup was a bit easier. Um, people also weren't in high traffic mode. You know, that's the middle of October. This is Christmas weekend, holiday weekend. And people already had plans to move or in the process of, you know, getting gifts or getting food supplies the day before Christmas. Um, you know, people coming in from out of town, people leaving town. And so, you know, that's kind of just compounded the amount of uh, troubles that we usually have when these storms happen, uh, in addition to the storm itself being more intense and, you know, causing uh, various amounts of damage. But uh, just to circle back to the emergency plan, uh, there just weren't, and weren't enough things. And I thought to myself, you know, whenever there is an Amber Alert, you get a little chirp to your phone that says, oh, this person's missing. Look out for this car. Look out for this. Um, sometimes we'll have like a weather advisory. Like I've gotten them before, but usually it's for something small, like a, a rain or a flood hazard. It's rare that I get something that's, you know, something like this. And, you know, regardless of how storms have been in the past, like this is one that everybody should have known about. Everybody should have been warned. Everybody should, you know what I mean? Like just like the Black Panther and Wakanda, they have the Kimoyo that chirps everything to everybody's phone. The same thing would have happened. And if we were in Wakanda, you know, my favorite thing to say, if, if in Wakanda, you know, they have our emergency response. Ooh, everybody knows about it. Everybody gets the same message. There's no confusion about it. Um, because the same thing that's going to report that is the same thing that pretty much, you know, operates your life, <laughs> you know, so, um, but yeah, so that, and, you know, people on social media, uh, various Facebook groups, Instagram, I don't know if Instagram has groups, but, uh, again, there just wasn't enough notice for how serious this storm was. Uh, I did, fortunately, I was able to go to the store and stock up on groceries. I mean, I was kind of stocked up already, but stocked up even more because I was just, I, I was unaware of how intense things were going to be. Um, and regularly, my household, we keep a surplus of paper towel and toilet paper, a couple canned goods. Um, we're not like a bomb shelter ready type of environment, but, you know, we do have a little bit of protection. Um, so to, uh, again, I think the galactic tribe in the future, we're going to explore, uh, safety measures, you know, making sure that our people know what to do in emergency, emergency situation like this or something similar, uh, making sure, Hey, this is how you fortify your home in the event of a storm of a natural disaster. Uh, this is what you need. This is the checklist of things you need to look at for your home. These are the checklist of things you need to look at for your car because some people just don't know. You know, we're worried about a, a lot of other things. There's a lot of other things uh, that take advantage of our 
<clears throat> of our of our consciousness, even our subconsciousness, uh, being black people, whether it is the violence, constant violence against our people, or the constant violence within, you know, our, that we do to ourselves, that we do to each other, and <clears throat> excuse me, these things tend to, um, you know, just take advantage sometimes, and we're, we focus on trying to release those things either through you know, the use of recreational drugs or use of illegal drugs or just trying to escape the, the many challenges that we face. And so some things like changing your tires or getting your oil changed or a proper inspection of your home, those things might slip your mind because there's so many other things going on that you that you think about. Um, and so these types of seminars could be immensely beneficial because some people either just don't know or they forget. You know, some people learn these things and then um, just don't aren't able to keep up with it, maybe because they move place to place and don't see the point of, uh, you know, fortifying an apartment, even if it is like a one bedroom, tiny, five hundred foot square. I don't even know how what that means. <laughs> I need to I need to know that, you know. But um, you know, some people just it slips their mind and they and they're not able to uh, respond properly. So even if you do have you know a vulnerability, at least having the materials to you know, take care of your home. Um, and we're not talking about, hey, here's how to insulate your home. We're talking about, you know, these are the cracks in your wall that could lead to pest infestations or, you know, just deterioration and, you know, just compounding your issues furthermore. Um, and even like survival skills, I think that Black communities definitely, you know, we need to re remind ourselves how much we've been able to survive these all these years. Uh, we're talking centuries of our people being able to survive uh, in environments that weren't survivable, <laughs> that wouldn't be survivable for, for any other group, despite ethnicity, um, being able to uh, plant, have carry seeds in your hair so that you can plant them when you get to wherever you're going or, you know, feed yourself being able to live, live off the power of a few seeds that are woven into your hair, um, being able to weave a map onto somebody's head through braiding of how to escape plantations, how to escape uh, slave catchers, um, predators, um, being able to blend in with the, with the natural environment so that you remain hidden when you're being hunted. Uh, how to throw off the scents of dogs, how to throw off the, the tracking skills of, of, of the predators um, and colonizers, you know, speaking in codes, speaking in tongues. Um, yeah, just, just so many different ways that we were able to survive. We have to remember that that's where, that's part, that's only a part of our history. We were surviving immensely of various, not even surviving, we were thriving. Right, we're thriving uh, in in our respective motherlands. Whether you believe your, your DNA came from America or uh, Africa, wherever you know, we us being able to use the natural world in order to sustain ourselves and protect ourselves. So, getting back to that, to, to I think that's a big reminder, especially as we're here in the season of Kwanzaa and remembering the. And, and Guzo Saba and what that means to us, being able to remember, 
you know, these qualities and practice these qualities for the future so that we can make the proper choices and have the proper conversations and, and you know, engage each other properly uh, for the next day and the days after. So um, I keep, a, I personally keep a survival uh, guide in my car in case, you know, I happen to be stranded in my car. I usually keep some snacks and some money in there in case something happens. Um, always keeping bottles of water in the car is highly necessary um, and forms of protection, whether it is a knife or a small blunt object that is wieldable in an emergency, emergency situation. Um, how to protect yourself if you don't have a gun permit, if you don't have a gun, um, because having a legal gun will, you know, if you get caught using it, even if in self-defense, you still could be charged with those types of things. I have to, I have to look at the law to be sure and, and verify that, but to my knowledge or my expectation is that that could lead to an issue. So, um, but yes, how to warm your house if you don't have a furnace how to, um, what are some just, you know, those little life hack things, you know, if you go online and you look up a life hack for this, or if you're scrolling through social media, especially TikTok, and you get a life hack on how to heat your home without fire or how to heat your home without um, electricity, how to uh, stretch out a meal, how to, uh, how to light fires without matches, um, what devices are are priority or which ones are not? What things come as a priority when you're in survival mode? Uh, you know, locking or not using your fridge, making sure it stays closed. How to use the snow to preserve food? What foods could be preserved and how they could be preserved? Um, using your natural environment or whatever tools are available to you at the time. Uh, those types of conversations, you know, should be should be regular, uh, should be held throughout the year people of all ages not just people who are homeowners or not just people who have apartments people who take care of people who have you know those households um young people whose uh parents may not even know who but who you know the young kids have the accessibility to to visit and a certain program or just you know because the parents are away at work or bounce between jobs or medical conditions whatever stop them from getting the knowledge at least the kids can have the knowledge to something that something to take home something to take home for a conversation at dinner or just a random conversation you know you never know what a kid can bring to the table and that's why kids are so important for our future for our present um so th those are certainly things that have to be uh, considered for you know not just the galactic tribe but places everywhere whether you live in a place that's uh, susceptible to tornadoes or earthquakes typhoons tsunamis hurricanes though you you have to have backup plans because the, the fact of the matter is um people of other ethnicities are could be more prepared because they have more access to resources whether it is because of economics or just a cultural practice or, or whatnot you know these things have to be, we have to remind ourselves like yo so yes black people y'all were y'all were y'all were doing this y'all were making things out of mud bricks y'all were the first ones with this type of technology y'all were the first ones you know harnessing harvesting food the, the proper ways and, and you had all these sophisticated ways of approaching this thing we call life so there's ways that you can get back to that. Remind yourself who you are. 
um, show them who you are, right? That that's right there on, on our logo. Show them who you are. Show show each other. Show us. You know, them could be them could be anybody. Them could be your next door neighbor. Them could be your mama. <laughs> them could be your great great granddaddy. They could be that them could be your ancestors, right? Showing your ancestors, hey, I remember who I am. And therefore, this is what empowers me. This is what's going to sustain my bloodline. It's by remembering who I am. I'm going to show you that I can, whether you have caused a uh, traumatic situation that affected me generations later, I'm going to either erase, reverse, or dissemble that and build upon it. I'm not going to forget it because it's, it's made me who I am, but I'm going to uh, build and keep building. So that's the type of attitude I think that a lot of people should have. And um, I certainly encourage you who are listening to to take these things home if you're in your home or take these things with you and just, you know, have a have a time with yourself to remember yourself. Uh, especially, you know, in situations like these where, you know, I have friends, family members who have been without power for about three days now. And me, you know, I, I've been trying to make jokes on social media to kind of uh, ease the the tension that I'm feeling and the uh, the uh, just downright sadness, you know, for people I care about who are suffering because it's it's like this and i mean it's not even just because it's the holidays it's you know because they have kids who they can't who 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 they feel they can't protect properly um kids who have to go without and we're not talking oh they can't charge their ipad no they, you know you can't get the food you can't be comfortable and this is entire days we're talking about anybody who's gone through this thing definitely knows exactly what i'm talking about but i'm painting a picture uh, for those who, you know, just need to see a picture of what's been going on and the the broader scope of things. So, um, but yes, I'm, I'm, even, I'm even encouraging my friends, you know, to, to um, especially those who are parents, like y'all are taking care of y'all kids. Y'all are doing everything you can, whether you have whatever type of dramas or challenges that you face, if you want to take care of your kids and you're doing it, then you have the power, right? You have the power. You should remember who you are. You got to show them who you are. You got to show them young kids, y'all, listen, I'm the parent. I'm going to protect you no matter what. Um, and kids remember that. You know, I uh, a soft moment that that often brings me, almost just makes my eyes water a little bit, is my mom. You know, uh, there was a situation where we couldn't, you know, cover a particular bill and had to heat the house up with the with the eyes on the stove and uh Lupe Fiasco, he has a song called uh uh I'm beaming. And uh he he does a, a double entendre with the eyes on the stove, like how we used to keep the light, the house warm. Um and this one time I stopped because even though I had heard the song, you know, maybe a, a I don't know, however many times I heard this song, I heard it multiple times before it just like hit me one day. And I was just like, wow. Like I stopped rapping because I was rapping it. And then I just stopped and I'm like, whoa, wow. I, it just unlocked a certain memory for me. So, um, and it just made me appreciate my mother so much more because of that. Um, because she was single at the time and it was myself and my sister and we were in this new home, new environment. And it was just, you know, a lot of different things going on. But um, 
but yeah so oh and my little dog too can't forget my little dog shout out to gizmo he's watching me up from uh doggy heaven doggy heaven right now and always but um yeah that those are the things i want us to remember and also with it being kwanzaa i i know lelouch wanted to uh have a kwanzaa episode i definitely wanted to talk more about it because he's never celebrated kwanzaa before i've been celebrating kwanzaa for about almost, almost a decade uh consistently i would say that i've gotten more involved with it within the past five years uh everything from hosting kwanzaa to going to various nights and you know, be, i mean before that before actually hosting it was me going to various nights not Sometimes not all seven, often not not all seven, but um, being involved with the community that does Kwanzaa outside of the, you know, the seven days in December. But, um, yeah, I hosted last year. I'll be hosting again this year. The Wakanda Alliance program will be hosting the Children's Day, uh, the, depending, I don't know, at this point. Uh, we're supposed to host it on the 31st of December, which is New Year's Eve in the afternoon, but uh, the way it's looking, I'm not sure how the city's going to recover just yet. So um, we'll have to stay tuned on for that. But uh, yes, being very involved with Kwanzaa is it's a, it's a time to look forward to. The same way I look forward to Juneteenth. In um, Buffalo in particular, uh, our community, when it comes to leading consciousness and, uh, you know, celebrating year round, you know, our, our blackness and but also showing out and showing up on Juneteenth and, and Kwanzaa, uh, we do it, we do it a, a very, you know, great way. And, but I still see a, a lack of, um, I just see a lack. I think that more people should get involved with it. And it's always like, you know, and I'm not trying to put the Kente hat on, even though I, I don't mind wearing it when I need to, but you know, how many people get involved with other holidays that don't have to do with enriching your people um, you know, how they feed into, you know, whatever's the the catchy thing. And of course, it's because of the way that things are promoted, you know, everybody knows about Fourth of July. Everybody knows about President's Day. Everybody knows about Memorial Day, Veterans Day, uh, Christmas, Oct uh, Halloween, um, Valentine's Day. These things are promoted because people can make money. Um, and I really can't think of a, a non-faith-based holiday that doesn't, or that 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 captures the the a way to educate and culturally motivate the way that Kwanzaa does the way that Juneteenth does um even though both are nuanced um you know a lot of people you know argue Juneteenth wasn't you know the day of it's just like a, a sick reminder that you know people tried to keep us enslaved you know after things were free and uh even after we got free we weren't you know, exactly free because we still got uh, cheated and overworked and uh, preyed on, preyed on, killed, uh, stolen from, um, manipulated. So it, it is rough. And then with Kwanzaa, some people disagree with uh, the founder, Dr. Karenga. Uh, I believe he was jailed because of a of a domestic violence situation or uh, taking advantage of somebody, and then. I think he, he, I think he created Kwanzaa, the idea of it while he was uh, imprisoned and then, you know, started to change his life around. I have to look up exactly what his, his biography was, but I was, I was asking, you know, some friends, Hey, why don't you celebrate Kwanzaa? And one of the, one of the ladies said, you know, because the 
founder was an RIP IST, you know, and and that that made me think, wow, okay. Well, my first initial reaction was, okay, so if we're doing holiday origins, let me tell y'all how how I felt when y'all were dressed up in Halloween. <laughs> and I celebrate Halloween too. Um, and, you know, even even with Christmas, you know, people, you know, buy, buy their gifts or whatever. And some people just see it as straight capitalism. Other people see it as, you know, time to be around family, but some people will not let you want to celebrate because you're with family that want to remind you oh you're falling into a capitalist trap or you know those types of conversations but um but that's why i go harder for kwanzaa that's why i go so hard with kwanzaa and i'm just like okay the y'all spent this all the year round doing these types of things but when it comes time to for a holiday that you don't need to buy anything for you don't need to really spend any money i mean unless you're going to the vendors or you're donating to the the kwanzaa committees who keep the festivities going you just have to show up and be you know educated and entertained for a while people are going to be drumming dancing uh performing music performing poetry showcasing their art showcasing their craft um you know and, and they do it whether it's in person or virtual you know the the committee does a great job of trying to uh, restructure their approach, you know, if necessary. Um, but of course, they need more hands. They need more bodies on these projects to to keep them going, to keep them to do the dang thing. You know what I mean? Like to make sure the calls are called, make sure, sorry, make sure people are being called properly. Make sure the vendors are called. Make sure the special guests are called. Uh, make sure people who can show up call political uh, members called schools being involved families being involved like all these different types of things newsletters promotion you know all, all, a lot of the stuff they do um you know they get a little bit of funding but you know it's really just not it's not enough for what it should be like it's enough to get things done but it's not enough for what it should be as much money that goes into other projects in this city uh, people could do a lot better supporting kwanzaa because of the principle behind everything no pun intended um Actually, no, that was that was pretty intended. I didn't intend for it, but it's intended. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and we're on the first day. The first day is Emoja. It's usually the biggest day. Usually people, you know, we all crowd into a school or a large auditorium, and it's just a lot of great spirit in the air. We pour our li libations. We call out the names of our of our ancestors or people who are on our hearts. Um, we have two people who are presenting, a male and a female. They'll walk us through the Nguzo Saba and what each thing means. Performer comes in, we do a commercial break, you know, we do all different types of things. Um, and just like the other events going on throughout the week, there's yoga events, there's kids events, there's uh, special talks and everything. Like it really could be not to make it like commercialized and make it like a whole convention type of thing. It doesn't really need to be all that, but it, it can have similar qualities. And I would love to see the spirit more just in in the city as a whole, you know, certain uh, black owned establishments acknowledging Kwanzaa, um, you know, our banners of the Nguzo Saba being hung and uh, on our streets, on historically black streets. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to call with Buffalo because of the weather. Sometimes it's, it's a bit of a challenge, but you know, for the things that you can predict, if you're going to open your store doors, you know, have some little pamphlets on Kwanzaa, have some goodies for the kids. You know, there's a, a whole bunch of different things. Um, 
nonprofits or you know whatever people people can hold panel discussions, group discussions, those types of things, healing circles, uh, the whole nine. And, you know, even some of, the, some of the new age blood, you know, getting some young people in here, not saying like teenagers, but like, you know, people who are in their 20s. Oh man, I'm not in my 20s anymore. <laughs> people who are in their 20s, you know, being able to receive the torch properly and adding some new things that, especially those things that, you know, some of the older elders weren't really hip on or weren't really keen on some of them were like yeah you know when like you know when it comes to conversations about uh gender identity and uh you know sexual liberty uh astrological you know readings and all that stuff even though that goes back pretty far some people are still um you know very conservative when it comes to that so you know even though having those type of conversations so that you can you know open the the conversation up for for the younger people because that's what's on their minds and if you leave it up to other uh entities to to lead that especially entities who are not aligned with with uh the core beliefs of your culture you are vulnerable to corruption and vulnerable to misinformation and just vulnerable to disassociation as well so uh, just keeping those things in mind you know as we you, we go forward but emoji is about unity right it's the first day and um it's one of my favorites because it ties everything together every you can't have anything without unity you can't have the other principles without uh, unity you can't have self-determination you can't have collective work responsibility. You can't have collective economics, right? I mean, in the words right there, collective, right? It's collective, the, 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 the energy is collected and brought together, right? It's not just gathered, it's not just put in you know one place, it's collected and then it's put somewhere. Um, creativity, purpose, faith, all these other principles, you know, start, it starts with unity. It starts with us recognizing each other for who we are and being able to come together when it's needed and even when it's not needed, you know, going the extra mile uh, to, to help someone or reach out to someone just to say, Hey, right. Just to give somebody a dap, just to walk down the street and seeing another black person and just giving them a heads up, you know, giving them a nod, giving them a pound. What's up, King? What's up, brother? What's up, bro? What's up, fam? What's up, cuz? You know, all these different, all these different uh, euphemisms we could use with one another. Um, being able to to look beyond the struggle, especially when, when in the moment, right? That's when it that's when it really counts. When there's only a moment to make a decision, when there's a moment to to um, engage someone, and either brighten up their day or stop them from making a, a foolish mistake. Um, being able to say, let me stop judging this person. Let me stop judging this person the way that I've been misinformed to. Let me stop looking at this person like a, like an N-I, you know, like an N-word. Let me not look at this person as an H-word. Let me look at this person as if they have the greatest potential as if they could be a millionaire if they wanted to as if they could fix their error in their lives and and really rise into their superiority let me uh let me look at that for just that moment let me not retaliate let me let me smile let me just do a great let me just do a welcoming gesture 
to to ease that pain a little bit. Um, let me speak. Let me speak life into that person. Let me speak life into myself in the moment. Let that be infectious to me in the moment and, and help somebody out. Let me not yell. Let me not get frustrated. Let me not go on their Facebook post and start <laughs> talking all types of crap. You know, um, the little things, right? The little things. Um, and it's all, you know, it's all a learning experience. You know, we we, we can be in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and still be learning, still trying to find out how we want to treat our fellow person. Uh, doesn't matter how much money we have or don't have. Uh, doesn't matter our status. Doesn't matter our type of job. Doesn't matter our marital situation. Doesn't matter our gender position or whatnot. We're all learning and we all have the potential to speak life into somebody who needs it when they need it all right and then um yeah just that's that's unity to me that's unity and it's it's making the things work it's bringing the pieces together it's finding out where your personal puzzle piece fits into another puzzle piece or a group's puzzle piece and just really creating that union um whether it it takes a long time or whether it's just in the moment so um I don't have a timer going because I'm recording on Zoom instead of StreamYard, but uh, those are the things I wanted to bring to the conversation today. And I was just thinking, man, I don't know if I can fill up a, a whole 45 to an hour long episode by myself. But, you know, when it comes to talking about these types of things, I, I guess I do have a knack for it. I mean, why else will we start the podcast? Um, quick announcements. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, December uh, 26th. Uh, the, the Galactic Tribe will return in February to the Buffalo area to continue our our workshops. So we're going to open up with a all-kids panel, right? We're going to let the kids have the conversation, hold the floor, and share their thoughts on their reality and their experiences. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, we're also gonna, just going to do a welcome back event early February just to, you know, reintroduce ourselves essentially and, and let everybody know you know what the deal is and why we're here doing what we're doing and what we're here to bring um and also just to acknowledge you know hey we we've been with y'all you know in the background doing what we can um shout out to black monarchy that is a, a fashion boutique african and uh, just an african inspired uh fashion boutique here in, in buffalo new york they were um they were vandalized uh, just a, a day or two after Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, had their cash register stolen. I don't know about the items. I think the, the cash register was the biggest thing, but um, they had to relocate. So we we went there. Um, that's this, the owner. One of the owners, uh, Felicia, she is a sister of ours. So, um, you know, we reached out to her to check on her. We helped with a little bit of the cleanup and then we offered her a order of protection basically a little certificate that says yo the galactic tribe the black monarchy black monarchy is under the protection of the galactic tribe all right so if anything happens if we you know if there's a break-in or if there is some damage caused and we can help rectify the situation we're gonna be there if somebody is acting fool if we find out that you acting the fool and you in these streets we might have to come to you about it um you can take that however you want to, right? But we, we need to protect our businesses, right? Because um, there's always an enemy out there watching, trying to take us down. And it could be, 
It could be a developer trying to get the land that you're sitting on, or it could be a random person on the street who sees a nice thing in the window and decides to break your window. Uh, it could be somebody who talks to you crazy. You know, just all these different types of things. We want our businesses to feel protected um, by a group. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're always going to, you know, help with money or we re uh, respond with aggression. You know, there's a lot of ways that, you know, we can help our businesses. But um, but I, she really appreciated the, the gesture. And, you know, we appreciate her. If you're looking for anything, if you're in the Western New York area, I mean, you know, she, she ships, I think, nationwide. So if you are looking for something, check out Black Monarchy at Shop Black Monarchy, <clears throat> excuse me, Shop Black Monarchy on Instagram. Um, I believe the website is also Shop Black Monarchy, but uh, support that sister, support her family and everything they work for uh, because they're doing great things. Um, additionally, other businesses will be getting a certificate, so we're looking forward to doing that. Um, just trying to recall anything we've been talking about because, man, this the storm kind of knocked me off track. I'm supposed to, I've, 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 we've got grants to write, <laughs> we've got um, plans to make, we got all different types of, to do. So, um, I won't, I won't draw this out too long, but uh, stay tuned with the Galactic Tribe. Go to our website at thegalactictribe.org. Sign up for our newsletter so you can get updates on everything we're doing. Uh, sign up for our academy. You go, if you click on Academy, it'll take you to a virtual academy, which I'll be uploading some new content soon. You can subscribe for just $10 a month and you'll get lessons. Um, still working on the schedule, but you'll be getting lessons on you know Black Panther content, Afrofuturistic content, and just all different types of things. So go check that out as well. Um, if you want to support the Galactic Tribe, we can donate to donate to our program. We are 501c3. You can donate to Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. Uh, all of the options are there on our website. Uh, if you work for a school in the Buffalo area and want us to do a visit or a pop-up or what have you, you can use our Contact Us link there at our website or just reach out to us on you know, a platform. If you know somebody who knows somebody who know me, holla. <laughs> All right. Um, if you have family, friends in Buffalo, please pray for them. Check in on them. Uh, you know, because we could definitely use use the energy over here. And if you are yourself are going through some some challenges, you know, just know that you know our thoughts are with you. Whether it is uh, weather related or just family stuff, personal stuff, just know, hey, listen, we're here. We're here for you. That's what the tribe is all about. All right. So until next time, y'all be well out there. Stay safe. Keep a future forward. See you soon. Peace.